0: Are you looking for hot podcasts in your area? Would you like two queer trans ladies, both at the same time, whispering into your ears? Do you want to hear about things they've played with? Things they've seen and things they've heard? Oh, you would not believe the things they've seen, played with and heard. So call now and get yourself some queer and pleasant strangers. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Ayres Magnet, and welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies talk about our weeks and have a bit of a catch-up and a natter. That' what we do. How are you doing? Mm, Alright, I'm recovered from the weekend. My sleeping schedule is not quite back to where it should be, but no, hopefully it, it will not. be soon. Let's do it. Exactly, Ah, that's still a dice funk tonight. Yeah, this week's going to be a weird one. By the time I've had a chance to like get my sleeping schedule back on track, it'll be time for my sleeping schedule to get knocked off slightly again. It's Uh, going to be a long week, but uh, it's going to be a long week. we We had a really nice weekend this weekend. Just we had a lovely time. we went out as to one of our mysterious places that we go out to to, to and we to, met some, yeah. we met a quips listener yeah we did a we did a listen a listen to some music and did a dance and we bumped into a a quips a quips listener so hello quips listener Hi. you know who you are we 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 saw you in the place where we were what an unusual place to find us it was lovely to meet you yeah um yeah we had a it was a good old weekend yeah. It, Not, it required. It was music, which we'll come to later. Yeah, it required a lot of sleeping off. Like. Damn. Yeah, g- got there, got back easy enough. It was like. Everything was easy, but. I was just completely wiped out the rest of the weekend. It didn't help that you'd also, like, spent, what, an extra four or five hours socialising? Oh, yeah, no. I socialised from, like, three in the afternoon until, like,. 8am the following morning we got home something you got like to that. hang out with Ellen though? Yeah, I got to hang out with Ellen Rose who's lovely um, got, to, got to hang out with a lot of lovely games industry people because mm. there was a industry party at REST and it was an excuse for a very fancy open bar Fancy bar? Very fancy bar Yes um, I, I will say uh, I'm this event, this this games industry event that I went to started as the Women in Games drinks and then became the wider industry drinks as the night went on. It was definitely easier to politely get to the bar and get a drink when it was the Women in Games drinks. <laughs> uh, I don't know, I can't imagine what factor <laughs> changed, but uh, at the point that the rest of the industry came in, suddenly there was a lot of people just barging their way through and it was very difficult to get a drink. <laughs> a bit of argy-bargy. A little bit, but... Should we should we jump into what we played this week? Yep, let's. Well, I mean, don't because some of the things you've played with are quite fragile. I uh, yeah, I suppose so. I wouldn't want to jump on at least one of the things I've played. Sh- should we talk about that one first? Talk about that one first. I've been playing that new Labo VR kit. Yeah, how how are the uh, the, the cardboard boxes? of do? Uh, I have really mixed feelings about it. So I'm going to start with. The positives mm-hmm. um it, if you already have a switch it's very cheap and effective to be able to get a vr headset going because mm-hmm. um, it's just a box of cardboard that's you know that's the pretty headset. good um and surprisingly good quality in terms of like the screen resolution um considering it's only a 720p screen i was expecting far worse visual quality than is there so i was pleasantly surprised um Head tracking is really good, like, considering that it doesn't have a camera to reposition itself based on, it wasn't drifting too badly, and when it did drift it was really quick and easy to recenter it. I didn't even know the base unit itself had a gyro in it until then. I know, yeah, so that that's really nice, and because obviously it doesn't need to be tethered by cables to stuff, this is probably going to be the quickest, easiest way I can think of to show someone VR that doesn't require a lot of setup, like... We tried to set up PSVR for a friend while we were a little... Inebriated. Inebriated is a good word. Uh, we couldn't work out what to do with all these fucking cables. It was doing weird stuff, to be fair. I uh, think it was an issue with one of our HDMI cables. Yeah, one of cables. our HDMI cables was not up to st- to snuff, but doesn't change the fact that, like, this is a VR thing that you can just slot a thing into, put it on your face, it's ready, which is, yep. you know, I I think is nice. Yeah, um, definitely. I... Mm, I have some criticisms of it, undeniably. I think that her, the lack of a strap to hold it onto your head—that you have to constantly, with one hand, be hold at least one hand, be holding the the headset up to your face—it's mm. uh, small and close enough to your face that, like the angle was hurting my arms a bit Mm. and it's the switch is not a light thing to just like hold up with one hand up to your eyes Mm. for long periods of time so that's not great Um, some of the functionality that other high end headsets have like moving your hands forward and backwards I guess it'd be the the z axis like being able to reach into a scene Mm. rather than just like around a scene you can do that, but only with one of the labo- specific Labo peripherals, which is an elephant's trunk, mm. um, because that has, like, the trunk goes down and then back up, and you put one Joy-Con in each so it can tell, like, how far away they are based on the angles. Mm. So, like, there's a really nice app in there that's, um, it's basically Tilt Brush, which was a launch thing for the Vive. It's, mm. you can paint in 3D space, and that's really fucking cool. Yeah. But it's obviously because there's no tracking stations, you do have that downside of, like, you have to have a weird elephant face if you want to do this cool thing that other headsets don't make you dress up like an elephant to do. Um, I think overall I was pleasantly surprised with how much content is in there. Um, I could really see this being quite fun to just grab out, like... If you'd gone to, to a field field or something, you, you could have some fun just being like, ah, yeah, I'm going to do VR in a field where I've got some nice open space, and that could be quite fun. But. Mm, as long as you don't mind being in a field looking like an elephant or like you're staring up a swan's ass. Yeah, staring up a swan's ass is an interesting one. But, um. Yeah, there's a lot of good, interesting, fun content in there. Um. And it has pleasantly surprised me. Um, it definitely feels more comfortable to hold when. You've got peripherals attached to it, like there's a camera one I've been playing around with today where it makes a satisfying click as you move the shutter and things like Mm. that. Um, Just because you've got two hands up there, one of them slightly further away from your face, that really helps. Mm. Um, I feel like there's a real missed opportunity by not also selling here is a VR headset with a strap. Mm. Like... Still the, you know, Google Cardboard style slot you switch into it do that. But I think if they'd have given you the ability to also be like, look, you can just mount this thing to your face and not have to hold it. So you'd prefer a like a Samsung Gear VR to a Google yeah, Cardboard? Yeah, that's, that's basically what I'm picturing. It's like if they did a, a Gear VR equivalent where I can strap it onto my face, it's plastic, it's a bit more robust, <clears throat> I would probably be kind of into this. Like, Because yeah. in a couple of weeks there's that... Breath of the Wild VR update dropping, and I'm like, look, if I... I'm not confident I want to have my controllers up right next to my ears trying to control it, but if I could just pop it on on my headset and just comfortably have my hands down, that'd be great for a flight. Mm. Just be like, I'm just going to lose myself in here for a bit. But it's... I've had a lot of fun with this kit. It's probably the most fun I've had out of a Labo kit and the one I see myself actually coming back to mm. of all of them. It's it's the one that feels most like it actually serves a purpose. Mm. I'm mainly interested at this point to see how is it... The other software that's getting VR updates, will that justify having it? Will they release some version with a strap? Will indie games on the platform that have VR modes on other platforms give VR modes? Like, uh, keep talking and nobody explodes is a great example. Mm. I'm like, will they add VR support to that because it has it on other platforms? Mm. I'm curious to see where this goes because, like, this is a great proof of concept that the Switch can work as a VR headset. Yeah. I would like to see what comes next. Mm. Uh so yeah. What about you? What you been playing? Um, I've not played much, but I have certainly played more than previous weeks. Um I played some I played through Photographs. Oh yeah. Which is the um, a new game. I think it came out on the third, so newish. Um, yeah. From eighty eight games. Mm. It's a beautiful pixel art style of five of the most depressing stories they could come up with. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is not a light and fluffy one. <laughs> yeah, so like the first story tells um, a, a a elderly bearded person who is looking after their niece. I think they're supposed to be, hmm. and she gets this red fever, and and this is conveyed through like here is a big image, like zoom in on it and try and find whatever the the caption at the top says. Yeah. So it might be like um entertainment, and you have to find the TV and the thing. And yeah. then when you find on it, you'll get like a little gauge that fills up around your viewfinder. And then you'll get like a a flash noise. Hmm. And then you'll be taken into a little just like puzzle thing. And depending on which of the five chapters you're in, you get a slightly different type of puzzle. So the first ones are, are slidey puzzles. You'll try and slide characters around. And they'll, the way they interact with each other means that you can obviously get different ones to uh, certain points. Um, So you're trying to get them to, like, a goal within the Mm. area by manipulating them around. Um, Later on, you get, like, one-way gates and things, or bits of floor that will collapse. Yeah, like, it's not really about the puzzles, but they're they're, they're certainly somewhat challenging. Yeah, it's one of those games where the puzzles are a thing that slows down your progress more than... They're not... Necessarily thematically tied into what you're doing in ways that feel like they further the narrative. Um, no, but I can sort of see generally how they've tried to get them together. Yeah. Like, um. So that one, that there are points where you're running around trying to like get flowers for this cure you're working on. So that sort of ties narratively when you're in the um the journalist one, you're marking print newspaper, although. Also, just doing that A to B box puzzle thing. Um, then you've got the, the swimmers, the divers. Um, mm, yes. and you've got to, like, angle things and move things around to try and get, like, a ball to fly through the, the icon of the swimmer, uh, the diver, and yeah. then into the, the water, which is, I got a little bit frustrated with some of that. Yeah, it was just like, oh god, this is really just trial and error. A little bit, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting if depressing story. Um, mm. yeah, and it was really cheap, so that's all right. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you regret your time with it. I don't regret my time with it. It was, uh, it was nice that it was short. Yeah. I felt like I didn't pay a huge amount for it, and I got a nice experience out of it. And I can go, hey, I actually finished a game. Yeah. For the first time in ages. Hooray. Yeah, what what have you done? Well, I'm going to talk about another short game that I played this Ooh. week. So, this game is about 5 hours long. I played it on the Switch and it's called The Missing <laughs> JJ Macfield and the Island of Memories, I think it's called. It's a slightly long title. If you search The Missing and then the letters JJ, you'll find it. Um so, I will talk a little bit about, like, the the surface-level premise, and then I'm going to give a spoiler warning and say, like, maybe skip ahead a couple of minutes if you don't want to know any more, but... So, the, the surface premise is, two university-age girls go on a camping trip on an island. One of them goes missing. Uh, the other, the other girl, JJ, basically goes, I want to go find my friend. What's happened? Um, along the way, she gets struck by lightning and finds out she can't die. Um... So mechanically, puzzle-wise, a lot of the puzzles are deliberately injuring yourself so that you can progress, be that by severing a limb and then using it to, like, throw at something to- if you need a projectile, making it so you're just a rolling head so you can get through small gaps, uh, setting yourself on fire so you can set-, set on fire, like, some vines that are blocking the way. Okay. Okay. If- it is it sounds like a lot it's it's weirdly mechanically satisfying and they definitely they play down the gore. They play down like they don't make this into too horrifying a thing. I guess they make it um, so it doesn't sound like it hurts too much. Uh, sh- there, there are some, there are some sound effects made, but y- you desensitize to them quick. As long as they're squelching rather than screaming. uh you'll, you'll occasionally get screams around the fire. I think fire occasionally does a scream. I mean, um, makes sense, I guess. Yeah, but it's. Mechanically, it's really interesting, the solutions for getting through these puzzle environments, and it's just this, on on the surface, just very much this sweet story of someone trying to find her missing friend. Um, Now, I'm going to talk a bit about spoiler stuff, because I feel that I really need to somewhere, and if you don't want to know spoilers for this game, like skip ahead like three minutes, maybe. Um, Yeah, so this game is like actually about a trans woman. Um the playable protagonist JJ is a trans woman. She basically d- moved to university and th- decided to transition without telling anyone from her home, including her like hyper religious mother, people like that. She just I moved away there. and was like, okay, I'm just gonna make a go at it. I'm not gonna tell anyone where I've moved that I am trans. Um and things eventually start to fall apart. Um her mother finds some female clothing in her childhood bedroom, for example. Um, Someone in the university finds out that she's trans and starts making, like, fake social media accounts to mock her. And she gets a bit overwhelmed and ends up attempting to commit suicide, which most of the game takes place in what is essentially a sort of unconscious fever dream on the floor. Um... I know this sounds really dark and depressing, it's actually really positive and uplifting. Um basically this whole journey she goes on in her brain basically ends up resolving to, hey, I can survive the pain I'm going through, I, you know, I this is not the solution, this will pass, everything will be okay, and sort of pushing and fighting to be like, no, screw it, I'm gonna live and I'm gonna be happy and I'm gonna everything's gonna be fine. Um she ends up also having a really positive lovely relationship with um this this girl called this girl Emily who's the person that she was searching for in the dream and Emily is clearly well aware that she's trans and still very positive um it it ends with the trans character being like hey I survived and I'm not going to try and do that again also I have a loving girlfriend who is cool with me being trans let's just walk off into the sunset together Yay! And you do that in just about three minutes, Willa. Yeah, so there there we go. Spoiler stuff out the way. Um, I really was impressed by this game. Oh. Um, I It came out in October last year and I deliberately have been putting off playing it because when it came out, a lot of people, who are clearly very well-meaning, tweeted me the primary spoiler of that game because they were like, Ah! situation that is relevant to you is the spoiler. Have you played it yet? What did you think of, insert spoiler? Um, there was just a, it felt like it had been spoiled for me already, and there, it felt like there were a lot of people who expected me to have an opinion on it just because blank. And it um, you and your blue-haired characters. Yeah, so it was, it was nice to get around to it on my own terms. It's... It is a short game there is a lot in it that feels very relatable and um, the fact that it has a really positive happy ending is yeah. really nice cuz so many times stories like this are you know kind of bleak and hopeless mm. ultimately in that things go bad and things go bad and you sort of end the story with like well hard- hardship forever it's nice that this one ends and goes hey hey things get better things improve it will all be okay screw the people who were trying to make it not okay and I was very very much impressed with it Aye. yeah so I was initially there was a point in the middle where I was like oh god oh god this is gonna be depressing this is gonna be depressing this is gonna be depressing and then it was actually just very positive uh what about you what have you been playing I played a bit more Tropico Six. ooh have you got through the tutorial yet yeah. <laughs> No, and I'm already finding it a grind, and I'm not even through the tutorial. Well, how 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 deep into the tutorial are you? I think I'm about like six chapters in. That's a long tutorial. It's a long long tutorial. Yeah. Oh goodness. Uh, Yeah, like you learn about like sacking people and making changing the priorities of how buildings works. And although it's told me that that is a thing I can do, I don't really understand what it actually does. Yes, it's, you can do this. Why you would do it, that's a mystery. Yeah. Um, like, apparently you can, com- in some cases, completely change what a building does at times of need. But, like, looking at the options for the buildings I've seen, it was like, well, what, I I don't want that other thing. That's <laughs> not good. Um, I suppose if you wanted to be like a particularly despotic ruler, you could maybe try some of the other options. But like, I'm basically trying to build a communist utopia. Yay! In the tutorial. G- good luck. It doesn't help that they're trying. They seem to be trying to get you to juggle three islands at once. <laughs> oh, that seems like, like a lot. Hey, you know, you know how SimCity can be a lot. How about doing that three ways? Well, three ways is always better. I mean, I've enjoyed the three ways on a game. <laughs> uh, not usually involving three different cities to manage. It's essentially like three separate areas to manage. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, and I'm not super digging it so far. That's, and I'm not even through the tutorial. That's a shame. That's a good start. I will press on with it. I will, honest. What about you? What have you done? I've continued... Plot along with my Pokemon uh, shiny hunting quest. You've caught some shinies. You caught some shinies on on Thursday stream. Yeah, I did uh, on on that stream that got you that that Twitch status. Yeah, I'm I'm affiliated now. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Uh What am I up to now? I'm up to 145 shinies caught. Wow. 26 to go. Wow. Uh, well, I guess 25, kind of. Um. So yeah, I. Because Mew. Yeah, so I'm I'm getting like very close now. Mm. It's it's not too many left to go, so it's within arm's reach. <laughs> what about you? You played anything else? Yeah, I played a game called Xmorph Defense. What is that? It's a tower defense game. You are an alien species invading the Earth, and you have to use laser turrets and and laser walls and various things to build little routes around the city between the buildings to navigate all the human tanks through to sort of ferry them through there uh, on their way to try and blow up your base and meanwhile you get to fly around as this uh ship thing and you can destroy you can do some of the fighting yourself you can uh hoover up debris from all the things you've killed uh, and use that to um power yourself up and and get more more towers Uh, yeah, and I, it was really cheap on Chrono GG, so I picked up a copy. Um, there's tons, it seems to be tons of DRC for it, which they're very happy to just keep advertising all over the title screen. I imagine Um, that's why they're happy to give away the base game for cheap. Probably, although I think the day I bought it, I looked at all the d l. c. and I was like, yeah, that's all I'm saying that's well at the moment so. ah. um, but yeah, um, like I quite like the fact that um quite I think it's actually in the end of the first level, like the final wave is this um like four legged um like spider robot thing bigger than most of the tower blocks that you're sort of fighting around." And it's tr- basically just trampling clear across the city to try and destroy you. And so the, the I think, like, the boss things I've encountered. So that one was the first one then I've just fought uh, in the mission I've done. Just this huge-ass tank. Yeah. Um, And, like, just the way that's been done has been quite interesting. I think the, the big bosses have probably been the most interesting, but... Yeah, I'm enjoying it so far, and obviously Crashing Humanity is always fun. <laughs> is that everything you've played now? Uh Yeah, what about you? Well, I've got three quick things to add updates about. Oh. Uh, Starlink. I've played more of that. I have completed the fourth planet. I'm making my way through. I'm having a lot of fun. Thank you very much for helping me get back into that game. That. I'm having a lot of fun just flying around space, shooting stuff, yeah, yeah, and, and being able to open all of the things. Yeah, being able to open all the things like that—that's been the biggest thing—is that <laughs> I don't have to look at a thing and go, "I can't, I can't do that." That's yeah. not for me. Yeah. Now I'm just like, no, I can 100% everything if I want. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Uh so I played two very small short uh, short games. Both of them are available for free or pay as you uh, pay what you want. Yeah. Uh one of them is called Love thyself. Um it <laughs> it was released on April Fools' Day. It's one of those April Fools things where someone's like haha isn't this a silly concept but also we actually made it. It's a game you can play it. It's like fully playable. But isn't it silly April Fools? What are you doing? Um it's a dating sim where you are on a planet where everyone on the planet is clones of the emperor so you are trying to date one of four physically identical clones of the emperor i suppose that's safe so soft assets yeah it's it's this really interesting idea about i've i've not played through all of the storylines yet but so far the ones i've played through seem to be about whether or not you are going to go in line with this sort of homogenous authority that you have been born into where everyone is a clone and everyone is expected to 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 be in the be the exact image of the emperor etc right so it was just a very interesting silly little dating sim about being on a planet full of clones are they like personality wise unique or? uh they they are okay but that that is that is a thing that's relevant to the plot the this idea of nature versus nurture they should all be the same but is a thing that goes on so it's it's an interesting little thing i want to play through more of it it definitely for a free thing maybe for an april fools joke i'm having fun with it okay and the other one is called escaped chasm uh, Which is the first game by Temi Chang, who is the 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 person that Temi in Undertale is named after. Hoi, I'm Temi. Hoy. That that is her OC in in Undertale. She she was the artist for Undertale, and yes. she's made her her own little game. And it's it's only about fifteen twenty minutes long. Oh. Um, it is about a young girl who has. It, who is seeing another world in her dreams. I don't want to say too much more than that because it's such a short experience, but... Is it an underground world? <laughs> I don't believe so. <laughs> um, but it's... It, the the art is really nice. Like, if you've enjoyed Undertale's art, this is the same artist. Um, it's got music by Toby Fox, who was oh. the creator and music person for Undertale. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really sweet little game that's totally worth taking... Like 15 to 20 minutes to get a, to do a playthrough. I think there's like four endings that you can see, but. Mm. So yeah, I think that's everything I've played. Mm. Well, time Mm. for For this. this. Hi, how's it going? Oh, it's going good. How's it going for you? It's so good, you know. I'm glad that we, you know, a couple of clairvoyants just hanging out. It's I know. I, do you fancy doing readings for each other? Oh, I'd love to do a reading for you, you know. Indeed, you know. Doing readings for yourself is, is not the dumb thing, you know. Oh, no, no. It's you. I mean, you can read for yourself. But, uh, you know, uh, only if you are uh, just doing it as a representation of one twelfth of the population. Yeah. So what's your sign? I'm a penguin. Oh let me see. Let me see. <gasps> Ooh. Apparently there's kissing cute girls in your future, you know. Oh that sounds like a great idea. Uh, let me check you. Now I understand you are you are uh, under the sign of the panda. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh look, yes, yes, I see. Yes, smooching and brightly coloured hair. Oh, oh my god smooching brightly coloured hair, cute yes, girls, yes. I I I think we should make this come true. I mean, I'm up for it to you, all, darling. Oh, this is my favorite kind of fortune. Well, you know. yes, you know, I'm highly satisfied now. Oh, look oh. at my nipples. <laughs> oh, maybe I see more of that in our your cheers. Yes, I mean, I definitely do. Oh! oh.
1: Fellow birds. Yes, yes. Fellow birds. We are irritated with the humans. What have they done? They have netted our bushes where we uh, would, would usually uh, raise our children in nestings during the, 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 the early spring season. They have covered all of the, the local bushes and hedgerows in nets to stop us nesting. They have covered trees that they would rather cut down than have some local wildlife in. And most of all, they have covered the cliffs <laughs> to try and stop the seabirds which had flown many many miles from Nesting there. What what, 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 what what can we do? What can we do about this? Do we have a do we have a plan of response? Yes, we are going to fight back. <laughs> we are going to destroy the humans. We are planning to fight back. I've had enough of their netting. My own child was caught up in the netting only this morning and suffered terrible injury as a result. And so we are starting trading camps in seaside towns. (sighs) Ah, our fellow birds will learn to dive to collect chips and doughnuts. But this is all a ruse. Soon we will be diving on the humans and scratching at them. Scratching, scratching. (gasps) Goodness, tell me more. Once we have gathered sufficient chips and donuts, we shall target them with aerial pool strikes. Oh, my goodness, they'll never uh, survive the onslaught. No, there'll be so many of us, so many of us, and so angry. We shall take over all of the houses. I know a peacock that can sneak in through somebody's window. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes, yes! Join me, my birdie brethren! <laughs>
0: So, what have you inserted in their eyes? My eyes? Into eyes. Uh, I watched the best piece of comedic video game video that I've seen in a while. <laughs> There's a new one raveled. Uh, it was a panel done at PAX East titled The Perfect Poker Rap. That, that good Brian David Gilbert, again, mm-hmm. knocking it out of the park. Did, did you see this video? I watched it with you. We sat and watched it together. We did sit and watch it together. <laughs> yes. Um... I apologize. It's, it's my my brain. My brain is not the best retainer of information. It's not criticizing it. hee Um. So yeah, it's it's this like half hour long live panel where he basically breaks down all of the problems with the original Pokerap and goes, "I'm going to make a better one that will have all of the Pokemon in it and be sorted. It, it'll be better genre wise and you know fix this, that, and the other problems." And it ends up just being a really funny, sweet thing. Hmm. Like, I watched that and was like, "Oh, that's how that's how you carry a crowd for thirty minutes." Hmm. Like, it took them on a real journey. Yeah. No audience participation. No audience participation. <gasps> but what if? But what if? Audience participation? <gasps> it's it's sweet and heartwarming, and I'm just like, oh. Next time I get asked to do a panel anywhere, I'm going to just going to watch this a few times and be like, "What can I learn from you? <laughs> teach me, teach me your ways. You are you are too talented." Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? What have you been watching this week? Um, well, I've been catching up on the uh, the outside Xbox, uh, outside extra um, Ox Adventures. Oh um, yes, we, the D and D live shows. We did that together. Yeah. Um. So there's three, I think, so far as of today's recording on Tuesday. Um, that are up and and yeah, I've I've enjoyed them so far. Um, we watched the uh, the the chair one.
1: Oh uh, yes, the uh, cha-
0: john's just disguises himself as a chair. Yeah, the chair chairs in a bar start eating people. They got to find out what's going on with these chairs. What do? What do? Yeah, um, yeah, they had lots of fun. Clearly. And I always think Andy looks really good with in, in a wig and eyeliner. Like, <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. It's a good look for him. It really is. It sorts up very well. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, we seem to have a, a new attack from Merwin, um, uh, played by Ellen Rose, who, uh, yeah, she, she, she's, because she's a druid, she's got wild shape. She's been turning into a cat for a while. Then she started turning into a bear as well. And now she's doing this sort of double combo of I will do the thing where I am, um, I will leap into the air as cat, and then I will come down as bear <laughs> um so sort of good one two combo in some ways. Yeah, so I definitely enjoy those, Um and they're available on either outside Xbox or uh, uh, outside extra channels on YouTube. Indeed, definitely, oh. definitely amusing Lots and of good silly life. I would say even if you're not up to date, I th- I think that they're stories you can very much jump into and be like, I generally get the gist of who these characters yeah, are. Yeah, they they seem to try and make them like all watchable independently, so you can pick any one of those stories and start anywhere, but, I mean, there will obviously be slightly more things that you will get, like... Their the the way they treat Eldritch Blast in that and the yeah. way the audience reacts to but it. There's there's definitely yeah. there's definitely enough that like oh, yeah. you could jump in and enjoy this mm. if you're just looking mm. for a few hours of D and D adventure. Good silly D and D and Johnny does very well oh. wrangling them and and writing good stories. Indeed. Oh. What have you watched? Uh, I watched a thing on Netflix: The Disappearance of Madeleine McCann. So, yeah, I will keep thoughts on this fairly short. <laughs> there is a lot I did not know about that case because obviously, like how long ago was that now like I don't know. a decade plus ago yeah, um, a yeah I, it's probably, I think it's track. over a, I think it's over a decade ago now that obviously for anyone who is unaware, Madeleine McCann, little British girl that went missing in um in Portugal. And no one has any fucking clue what happened. Uh, um, I mean, someone probably does. Well, okay, some someone has a clue. Um, there were a lot of things that I th- I completely did not know with things. Um, so, do you remember there was a suspect very early on, Robert Morat? I don't remember. Uh, no, that was a, that was a name that I was like, oh, I definitely remember hearing about him, and like in my brain it was like, oh yeah, no, he like there was something going on with him, right? I had no idea what it was. Basically, he was just. A friendly person who lived nearby who was like, look, this British family and these Portuguese police have a language barrier and there is a missing kid. I should probably step in and try and translate because I'm bilingual. And one journalist somewhere was like, hmm, Ian Huntley did that too. He inserted himself into the case. What if this is an Ian Huntley situation? And that's the whole reason that this man was put as like, ah, you are the suspect now. Which, and I bet the British press did, did wonderful and very respectful things, didn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh Yeah, he ended up winning £600,000 in a lawsuit against various newspapers for defamatory statements made. What a shock. Yeah, no, they, they tried to paint him as, like, with, with zero evidence, they painted him as a paedophile and this, that and the other, and, like, lots and lots of trying to draw comparisons to Ian Huntley and be like, "Uh, see, it's like that. Um, I had no idea how... what the situation was with the parents getting suspected for a long time. The only piece of evidence that ever seemingly existed against the parents was some sniffer dogs that are supposed to respond to the smell of either blood or decaying bodies did... Alert in the the McCanns' holiday apartment, but after they eventually got back results from DNA testing, no, nope, there was no blood or carcass or anything that would be that. But for six months, they were suspects when seemingly there was little actual evidence. I mean, um, apart from the neglect aspect. Yes, no, there's there's a lot of interesting stuff about the, the yeah. There's a lot of things that don't make sense. Like, there's a lot of weird holes in stories from people. um, There's a lot of failures on the police end. There's a lot of interesting comparisons to other cases in Portugal. I came out of that feeling none the wiser as to who has actually done this crime. But regardless of what happened... It was interesting to understand better facts and bits of information that I remember from a decade ago and never had any real context for mm. or understanding of to be like, oh, that's what was going on with that when that was happening. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a whole that's a whole big story. Um, understandably, there were a lot of people in Portugal who were like, hey, we have a bunch of missing kids and none of our missing kids ever get attention. Like, what's happened here? But yes. yeah, a lot of people screwed up in very serious ways, and it's a real, it's a real depressing story. That. Yep. What about you? What have you been listening to or watching? Um, um, I'm I on mean, the that, one section. That's, that's pretty much all I've watched, really. Uh, I'm trying to remember if I've watched anything you else. you like Steven Universe. I, I, I started rewatching Steven Universe from the start. Ooh. That's that's good, light-hearted telly. It is that. It's been nice to just have on in the background while I work mm. as something I don't have to pay too much attention to, but mm. I can just occasionally hear something and go, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I know what's going on. Oh yes, I, re- I remember this now. Mm. Uh, and I'm scrolling down. No, that was everything I've watched this week. Well then. Time for this. Laura, <gasps> Laura, we've got a new sponsor. <laughs> Who's the new sponsor? Our new sponsor this week is Hearable. Oh. I mean, not a new sponsor, book, but new from Hearable. Yeah, we've been sponsored by Hearable before. We have. The finest purveyors of audio content that's not audiobooks. Uh, and they've got even more non-audiobook content now mm-hmm. for you to listen to in audio form. Yeah. What well, Do you want to tell us about about what you've been listening to on Hearable? Do you want to hear audio readings of things which are not traditional books or ebooks or even erotic novels that we found on the internet? Y- yeah, sure. Like what? Well, I mean, how about your Chinese takeaway menu? That would mean I could be doing the washing up and working out what I want to eat. Ian McKellen reads the Wagamama menu. Oh, goodness. <gasps> Do you have someone reading a book of phone numbers and listings, perhaps? You would not believe we actually managed to get Matthew Mercer in. (gasps) And he does a different voice for every letter of the alphabet. (gasps) Oh, goodness, as he reads through the whole yellow pages. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, and, and who could forget the classic... That shopping receipt you've had in the bottom of your bag for about three weeks. Yeah, and and I I can't believe we actually managed to get Emma Thompson to read that. Yeah, I know, right? So, if people want to hear these amazing new bits of audio, how can they do that? That's hearable.net. They head over there and they enter the code Q&PS62. And And, and, and they can get a free 10% discount off of, uh, well, any of those things and many, many more. Also, I believe uh, for people stuck in a toilet without their phone, Dame Maggie Smith reading the back of the bleach bottle. <laughs> Wonderful. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi. 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 How how, how, are you, how are you doing? How are you doing on this uh, very businessy day? Yeah, good, good. Uh yeah. Um, I think we bought uh, another few companies, so uh, I have more people to flog. Ah, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, a lot of them living in absolute terror of their new management. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, so I've got this brilliant new idea that I think is going to uh, maximize uh, profits and revenues and. Honestly, ah. gonna, you know, take a little extra, very little effort on our part. Yeah, well, those are words that'll get my nipples hard. Uh, to go on. Okay, okay, so, remember, yeah, uh, I remember, you know, we used to put cheat codes in games, like silly little things you could tap some combination of keys and, like, I yeah, know, yeah, make char- people's life easier yeah, or your, more interesting. Yeah, your, your character get a big head, you'd get unlimited ammo, shit like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, always seemed like um, too much content. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, we stopped doing it because obviously, you know, that's a lot of work for a thing we're giving away for free. Yeah, that um, and the whole anti-cheating thing that became very fogey in the early yeah, 2000s. Yeah. So, like, I've I've got an idea. I've got an idea. Yeah. We're gonna bring back cheat codes, but... Right. But... Right. Hear me out. Yeah. They're no longer gonna be, like, codes you pop in. Right. We're just gonna charge for them. Cool. Yeah, so, like, do you, do you wanna play Tony Hawk as a car on a skateboard give us six quid wanna, can, yeah, yeah yeah do you want to do you want to unlock the the bonus the bonus costume where mario dresses up like princess peach yeah another 12 quid i mean that's a good yeah yeah, yeah um, exactly these these are all things that like you know traditionally would be unlocked in the game but but you know also you know with our our big um, sports licenses uh the next nba game will have unlockable loot boxes For big heads. Like, big head per player. And you can start with some real small league characters that, like, you'll never play as. So you'll never see the big head. But people keep coming back and trying for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I, I think this is a plan. You are a fucking genius. I know. So... What has slithered into your ears, my dears? Uh, should I start with that band that I very much enjoyed seeing this weekend? That that one? What you got a t-shirt for? Yeah, I did. I did many dancings and got a t-shirt thrown it thrown to me by a trombonist. Um, we saw a band called Mad Apple Circus. They were very good. They're very good. They're very scar. Yeah there there there's some good Scarpunk from bristol Scarpunk from bristol very very interesting combination of instruments mm-hmm. um well i mean typically scale. well yeah yeah sax trombone couple of guitars yeah the 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 <laughs> singer had a great intensity and energy like yes. he he was very very confident as a front, front man. Mm-hmm. yeah very enjoyably so i oh, i yeah, think yeah definitely he gave good show he gave good show um yeah, I, I I I definitely danced my heart out to them, and mm-hmm. at at some point, I ended up with a very nice T-shirt. Yeah, it looks very nice. I need to wear that out and about on town. Be like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, look, Take okay. it out. Yeah, so and you can laugh at people who are just like, "Whoa!" Yeah, <laughs> I was a bit whoa when I saw that shirt. <laughs> it's a very good shirt. It's a very good shirt. It, very. It is rather confusing to the eye, though. It is. It is definitely a bit confusing to the eye, particularly. If, inebriated? If, if you're inebriated and it's very late. Um But yeah, Mad Apple Circus. I, I was saying this to you while we were like, just after they finished playing. Mm-hmm. I, I never thought I was a big scar person, and and it's like the more live scar I've been seeing recently, <laughs> I'm like, you know Oh, I can really go go for a good for a Stop good skank. Mid. Yeah it's a good it's, genre. It's a good genre. It's a lot of my dancing to metal transfers over nicely. Yeah. Just sort of angry, flaily, headbanging head sort of dancing. Yeah, especially with a sort of more punky end of Scar. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, that's really good for it. Um, yeah, I'm definitely realising I quite like Scar, at least like, Scar Punk when it's live. Yeah, live Bristol Scar Punk. Because <laughs> I think... Um, on Counting Coins also from Bristol. Uh, yeah, they're also from Bristol. A lot of the, the ska punk we have seen at that event has been uh, Bristol-based. Bristol wow. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What have you well, listened to? we also, at that same evening, listened to um, some DJ Wedding Fight. Yeah. Who put a <laughs> couple of really good sets together. Yeah, he... um. Had some very, very interesting style mashups of well-known songs. Yeah. Um, I don't, like, it was a, like, a, I can't even think, like a Balkan beat version, or like, the The tune was very Balkan beat, yeah. Um, of uh, "I Want to Get Lucky," but it sounded like it was being sung by Lordy. Yeah, that I was very much into that one. I've googled it and I can't find it, so I'm pretty sure whoever's the vocalist is, is not Lordy. No, maybe we should try and contact this DJ and be like, "What was that track you did?" And um, the other one was um, also a bit um, sort of Balkan beaty of. Um, uh, Eminem without me? Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> that, that. Here's the thing: It was legitimately fun to <laughs> dance to, but then every now and then we would just have a laugh at it, like, <laughs> yeah, I just but like not laughing st- at it, laughing with it. It's because um, I think we just come out of a room playing an awful lot of like really dirty drum and bass. We were like, need a bit of a rest. Let's go in here and see what they're doing. And I just pissed myself laughing, and he looked, gave me a look like, hey, do, do you do you want to go to a different room? And I was like, no, I'm happy to say like, It's just oh, really I- cheesy. Oh, it's here's the thing: it's cheesy. <laughs> The vocal lines are from very cheesy tracks, but just performed in ways where I'm like, this is novel enough that I yeah. can't bring myself to leave. Yeah, I love a bit of cheese. Anyway, I want to know what's happening. Yeah. So yeah, that's DJ Wedding Fight. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, she got. <laughs> the only other thing I've really listened to is I went back and listened because I listened to the same music over and over again because that's what I do. I listened to a bunch of. Dessa and My Kamuka Romance again. How'd that Dessa do? Very good. I continue to listen to those songs and pick up new things in the lyrics that I'm like, ah, I missed that initially. They they do a good way with words. That's always handy. Yeah. You listened to anything else? I listened to an album that came out as far as I could tell today. (gasps) Um, So I got it. Today, it's by Different Devils. It's a self-titled album um, and it's available on Bandcamp. Um, it's, it's by some people we know. Which helps. Oh, oh, them people what we know. Them, it's by some people we know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, so, um, there's some tracks on there I would definitely recommend, uh, that I particularly liked out of it. Uh, where's my notes? Hang on. I had whole thoughts about it. Uh, yeah, so it's, um, lyrically thoughtful, quite raw punky album. Good guitars, um, yeah, it's it sounds like one of my favourite quotes is about not waiting for permission and a check because it's time wasted. It's just like we're gonna make a fucking punk album, yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's 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 awesome in that respect. Um, um, uh, so one one of the first tracks I liked over there is called um, "One of the Boys," hmm. um, and it's about dysphoria and being in the closet. Oh, um. Uh, People in Love is about polyamory, which is really, really good. Um, Sadness is All, I really liked as well. Um, seems to be a different vocalist from the rest of the album. Or just done in a different vocal style, which uh, I really liked. And Fallen Leaves, which is an instrumental track Ooh. with like crows or ravens so in it. What's this band and album called? Uh, the band and album are called Different Devils. Different Devils. I need to check this album out. Mm, yeah, you do. It's available on The Banded Camp. Yeah. So, what about you? Any others? No, nah, that's it for me. Well then, time for this. <gasps> Ooh. Is that a fiver down there? No one's gonna notice if I just. There's no way of working out whose this is now. That I, I think this is my fiver. I think I've, I think this is mine. Oh, mate. Uh, hello. Hello. Oh, yeah. Uh, Prince of Darkness. How's it going? Uh, g- good. I, um, are, are you here to encourage me to take this £5 pound note? I mean, it seems like you've basically already planned to take it at this point. Well, yeah, that's why I'm a little unsure that, as to why you felt I needed your attention. Well, I mean, you don't really need it, do you? Well, no. No, I mean, like... But there's, like, a homeless person literally over there, and there's, um, well, there's another one over there, over there, over there, 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 Basically, what I'm saying is there's a lot of people on this street that uh, really need that more than you, and I, it's not actually I, yours. I'm very unsure as to what's going on. Is this all some kind of elaborate ruse where I give the money to them and it starts a chain reaction that ruins their lives or something? No, I, I, I want you to do something nice for somebody. Don't take this the wrong way, but I didn't think that was your thing. Well, I mean, the thing is, basically, you might have noticed that uh, the world has gone to utter cack. That's one way of putting it. Yes, absolute... I mean, I've got pits in hell that are less shitty than a lot of what's going on right now. Okay, so I mean, and also there's the overcrowding. It was never, I mean, hell. I don't know if you know this but hell. Naturally expands like the universe itself, but uh, it was never really designed to uh, deal with this... quite the volume. There's yeah, this proportion. People, okay, yeah. So basically, um, you know, and also it's not really a challenge anymore. Like people are literally kicking my fucking door. Like, I've had to lubricate the doors. There's so many people trying to squeeze through at once. And hell is not somewhere that generally has a oh. lot of lube. We had to import that. Good stuff, s- though. liquid is vegan. S- s- um, Okay, so you're trying to get me to do something... Good. yeah. I... G- guess? I mean, you know, just for a bit of a challenge, you know... <sighs> Hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, you're pretty much damned right now, so... You well, know. I'm okay with this, because I get to do a good thing, but I get to also feel like I did something rebellious, because I did what the devil told me to. That sounds like a good idea, let's do it! Yes. Do you struggle with impulse control? I can barely hold myself back some days. Have you recently tried to give up smoking, start a new diet, or take up a- and maintain a hobby? All of the above! Then consider trying the chastiser. Our special headband reads your neural impulses, and if you're going out for a smoke break, about to break your diet, planning to microwave fish in the office canteen, the patented chastiser hand will flick downwards and boop your snoot. Ow! That's right, you don't smoke anymore. more. <sighs> Thank you, Chastiser. You're changing my life. Chastiser, little boopy one snoot. Story time, it's time for story What's the story? We're going to make it up Oh, I see It's going to be a new story, what we make up And it's going to be our story And and then then there will be story And we will have told the story And that will be story Our story and we will have told the story Our story and we will have told the story It'll be the story story about the story You see? I, I think I do Do you? I believe so I believe I can fly Do you? I do I believe I can touch the scar. Well, you know, if they're playing live and I can reach out to them, I can touch the scar. <laughs> um, so, we've got some suggestions, and, and and I quite like some of them, so we're going to do some of them. We have He Fly, The Trials and Tribulations of Chobby the Helicopter. Chobby, so Chobby the Helicopter. He spin upside down. Oh, he does spin upside down, I see. Yeah. We have a good soft friend who has just sent us this rather adorable picture of a, a stuffy polar bear. Oh, that's adorable! It's very, very adorable. Keir Anderson has suggested a stranger who, shockingly, turns out to be neither queer nor pleasant. Oh, oh no! Don't, don't want to that, that. Oh well, this I, is the wrong show I, for that. I suppose right? they could be the villain. They could be a diamond heist and li- the life from the perspective of a guillotine cleaner. Um, the, the two of those stood out to me. And feel free to go in a completely different direction. I just had the very amusing mental image of this upside-down helicopter trying to get into a bank to rob it. I was just tried to picture how that would look and that amused me. I don't have much of an idea for a story from that, but okay, so Chobby is trying to Chobby the helicopter is trying to engage in a in a diamond heist, potentially because the stranger who is not queer or pleasant right. uh that they, they they own all the diamonds and they're a big capitalist. Ah, excellent. Indeed, we shall take down this non non-queer non-pleasant stranger capitalist via the medium of spinning upside down (laughs) this could get violent so it's not like a a bank or anything it's um like this horrible person's house i i suppose so maybe maybe this is just an excuse for us to do a story where a helicopter smashes up the interior of a rich person's house (laughs) i mean i'm in for that yeah are you sitting comfortably (gasps) then i'll begin Once upon a time, there was a helicopter called Chobby. Hi, I'm Chobby! And Chobby had encountered a very mean polar bear called Lucy. Oh my god, so like, I have all these diamonds, and I'm so rich, but I don't need them or anything, so I'm just gonna, like, fill them in my swimming pool and just swim around in them, and no one else can have them. (laughs) Chobby was not a fan of this. (laughs) I'm really not a fan of these opulent capitalists and and from what I hear this one's not even queer or pleasant. They are a stranger but they won't be for long after I go steal all their diamonds. Ricky a frog with social anxiety (sighs) who was Chobby's best friend I had a talk with him Jobby, uh, do you think this is, is, is right at all? If someone one can, can afford to fill their swimming pool entirely with diamonds, they are far too rich, to a degree that I honestly think is um a little immoral. So w- w- what do you think we should do? Equal redistribution of wealth. We break in, we steal the diamonds, we give them to people in need so that they can, you know, we, we maybe we sell them so we can give the money to people in need. Sorted. Oh, okay, I, uh, I'll, I'll help however I can. And so Chubby and Ricky went to the tall, tall apartment building, disguised as engineers. <laughs> oh, I'm not, not sure about this, Chubby. Uh, you don't reckon they'll uh, buy, buy the disguise? I'm, I'm just, I'm, I mean, I did my very best with the des- design, but... I, I, I don't know if, and, and also we've got to see the people when we walk through the thing and I, I, don't, I don't know. It's okay, I'll go up front and you can hide behind me. Oh, 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 okay, Chubby. Hey, you, do you have a pass? Um... plan B! And Chubby starts spinning wildly. <laughs> Engineers don't usually have whirling blades. Cute. Actually, actually, Dave, I, f- I think you'll find that though, you know, like uh, like angle grinders and, and bandsaws and, and like circular saws and things. Oh, oh, fair enough thing. In you come. <laughs> uh, and Ch- Chubby begins to spin their way violently through the building, smashing up all of the rich people's opulent possessions on the way. Cue a six minute montage of death and destruction and expensive things being broken. Indeed. And, and rich people going, oh, I'm very sad. I now only have one diamond encrusted whatever it is left. Oh, no. The, 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 this wanton destruction is, is wonderful, Chubby. <laughs> I'm glad you approved. Now to the diamonds. Oh, my God. So I'm just like up
1: here so to get all my diamonds. And, uh, I've been hearing all this noise from downstairs, I can't even get through the reception, I want more champagne and drive
0: At this point, in burst Chubby. Hey, get out of my throat! You're spoiling with stuff and you look really poor! I have spinning blades and I'm wildly out of control. Do you want to get out of the way? Hey, this is my vice. But because she wouldn't get out of the way, <gasps> oh no, she got ficked off the side of the building. Ah, ah. And Chubby and Ricky distributed equal amounts of diamonds to everyone who needed it so that everyone would in the city would be better and the rich people realised that their wealth was now worth nothing. The end. <laughs> ah and the moral of the story is diamonds have no inherent value and as soon as poor people have them rich people don't want them anymore. Mhm. Shiny pebbles. Pointless shiny pebbles. Ones that there are millions of and that they're actually worthless except the people who mine them just arbitrarily only let a few out at a time. While simultaneously treating the people that do mind them terribly. Yeah. So thank you very much to Crimson, Future uh, Fishy, for the Diamond Heist. To uh, Burb for uh, Ricky the Frog with Social Anxiety. Bethany Turner for your idea but did not get used. Tricky, that day guy, for, for chubby... The, uh, the trials and tribulations of Chubby Ch- Ch- the Helicopter uh, A good soft friend for uh, the, uh, the the polar bear That we called Lucy And uh, Kia Anderson For a, a stranger who is shockingly Turned out to be neither queer nor pleasant <gasps> So thank you very much for your suggestions Do a massive appreach Keep them coming in and I will save them And perhaps they will get used next week <sighs> You never know uh, So then, time for this <laughs> Do you wanna know what I wanna see more of? What do you wanna see more of?
1: Social
0: justice warriors. Hello Larry. Hello Larry. How you doing? I'm not too bad, mate, are you? Oh but I'm doing alright I'm doing alright. How's how's your week been going? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad, you know, uh went out on the weekends, uh, Oh you yeah, who we Yeah, well, you know, uh went out with me uh, with me uh, with me my wife and my girlfriend's and me girlfriend and, oh, uh, and uh, my girlfriend's boyfriend. Oh, oh goodness! Did you all have a good time? Yeah, we had a lovely time. It's it's always nice when we all all get to go out together because obviously yeah. we don't all like live really close, and it's it's nice that we get to have those moments of yeah, uh, yeah. you know just just hanging out together. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, I'm I'm really glad that uh, you know the whole polyamory thing's been working out so well for you because obviously, like you know, it's uh, it is a thing that you know not not everyone is right for everyone, but it's seems oh, no. to have done really well for you. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, uh, I've, I've I've been in poly rela- poly relationships before, where it's uh, you know it's not gone uh, well for, entirely well, but you know, I think the point is that the communication is there, and uh, the 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 openness is there, and you know, it doesn't matter how many people you're in a relationship with is it's not like you run out of love. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, I, I know I used to have a lot of preconceptions about, uh, polyamory, and yeah. it's the thing I've definitely, you know, learned about over time. Like, uh, yeah, you know, because, you know, the way it's sort of drilled into your head by society, this mental image you get is, you know, it's basically people who are allowed to cheat, or, you know, that, like, yeah. you know, that, that it's in some way, uh, you know, not being faithful to, uh, to to your primary partner, for yeah. example, and you know that's not what's going on at all. It's, no, it's the case of some sometimes you get people where you know you might find that you have things to give that that one partner. You know, doesn't want all of those aspects Like, you know, not all of those aspects Are good for your partner Maybe there are things you need that that partner can't provide And rather than, you know, scrap a whole Good relationship because You know, there's a couple of things that aren't being Fulfilled either way You know, there's nothing wrong with going Well, this other person fulfills those needs you know, as long as all parties are consenting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's all about consent and communication. And, you know, like, and as you were mentioning about how, you know, one person might not be able to do. Uh, or might not they might not uh, be interested in certain things or be able to offer certain things in a relationship that somebody yeah. else needs. And yeah, you know, like you're right, it's not about scrapping a relationship or going behind anyone's back. It's about you know accepting that we're all humans and we can't be all th- we can't we nobody is perfect. Yeah. Like you can you can be a lot to another person, but like uh, I I think it's sometimes quite dangerous this thing you get in in mono relationships where some people in those relationships seem to expect that their partner has to be everything they want from yeah, somebody else yeah. like, well, like it's sort of drilled into them because there's this yeah, you know yeah. this whole idea of you know soulmates and that you know there's yeah. a person out there who is perfect for you and there's one person who will put all of your bits together like be a complete person well that's exactly helps. you know it's you sort your own stuff out first but equally yeah. like you know i don't think there's ever a perfect person I think rather than trying to expect someone to be perfect for all of your needs, you know, as long as you're communicating and being, you know, discussing those boundaries, there's no reason why you shouldn't go, well, this is is not something that's, you know, part of our relationship, but uh, this is being offered here, do you mind if we make that part of things? Yeah, and and briefly going back to something we were saying a, a moment ago, like... And when I say, you know, making sure that, you you know, you're sorted, I, I don't expect everyone to have sorted every aspect of their no, life No, no, no. You know, like I'm not it. saying that whole, oh, what's that one that really annoys me? Um, Until you learn to love yourself, oh. in, you know, like you're not you're not deserving of love. I don't think, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. I, uh, I I'm paraphrasing and I'm deliberately saying the, the wrong thing in that case, but that is basically what it amounts to, like, you know. But yeah, polyamory is is it's not for everyone, but like for me, I have to say it's really working and you know, I think uh, perhaps we are starting to be in a time where people are more open to this sort of thing and that that, that will become more acceptable in society because you know, like we sometimes you have to have conversations with people, and they they they're talk about their relationships, and they'll ask you about yours. And obviously, your conversation might take considerably longer <laughs> yes, because yeah, your, yeah. yours contains contains more people. Yeah, and you get some people who just look at you in absolute horror. Like, well, there's there's so many different permutations of you know what can be going on. Like, yeah. you could have you could have a situation where, like, say, three people are all dating each other, uh, four people are all dating each other. You could have like a Z formation where Like, there's two couples, but then, like, one person from each couple's dating, you know. Like, there's there's a bunch of different permutations, and they all, you know, I've known people who've been in polyam relationships who've had incredibly wide networks because so and so's connected to so and so's connected to so and so, and it's. You know, it's just about open communication, obviously. Yeah, if you if you think social networking where you find, you know, you have several mutual people involved in, in, in a friend request can, <laughs> can be interesting when you're mono. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it can yeah. get even more interesting when you're like, oh, I see, <laughs> you're, you're already with one of my partners. Ah, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and also it depends, like, because um, some people in poly relationships won't talk about, like, that, or they they won't necessarily talk about their interactions with other partners. Yeah. Um. And because that is how they prefer to do it. Well, that's that's always you know down to personal the uh, personal preference, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Because like you know, I know for, I know for me that you know I if I'm with someone I like to get excited with them when po- oh, yeah, positive yeah. things go on. So I know for me I'm sort of like well same so exactly I I. If if a big lovely moment happens with you know with with my partner's partner, yeah. I, you know I want to I want to know I want to you know be able to be excited for the things that matter to my partner, even if those things aren't me. Yeah, yeah and, you know, and I think like the the friendships you can make with metamorphs can be also very oh, interesting yeah. as well. You know, it's, it's certainly an interesting relationship. That one there where you bo- you both got a person in common, very much in common. Yeah, uh... and and also, I suppose, like, from that point of view, I remember, like, having previously been in a of in a, a, a four-way um polycule yeah. where everyone was dating each other. Like, it's nice if somebody is, is having, like, a, a, a social or um anxiety issues and they just need to take a night off from the world. Yeah. That means that even if someone else is struggling, like... That, that everyone else can gather around and help with that. Yeah. As opposed to this one person who's already struggling on their own, feeling like they have to try and heave themselves together to help help that yeah. other person, you know. So there like is always that. That, that... There's that extra support there. Yeah. It, it's, and that's it's, very good too. Yeah, exactly. Like... it it can lessen the burden on you as a support giver because, you know, you're not having to give support entirely by yourself because there are, you know, others in the relationship who can help provide that support. Yeah. But equally, if you need that support, you might find that you're getting more support than you would in a mono relationship. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, there's just stuff like... I, I know sometimes I'll go travelling away for uh, for events and stuff, and it's, yeah. you know, I, I, I enjoy the thought of, you know, my partner... As some, like you know, as someone to talk to and socialise with, and you know, be close like that with, if I'm not around. Yeah, I mean, especially you know. I suppose if you're in a different time zone, for example, like yeah. they, you know, they they might be staying up what is to you like very very late in the morning, yeah. and and like you know, it, they, it, it's nice that they've still got someone to talk to. Yeah, it can be nice to have that sort of feeling of I can just enjoy my time away and not necessarily after. You know, worry you know, about, about anything else. It can be nice yeah. having that security knowledge of, you know, there's someone else that's looking out for him while yeah. I'm gone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, this has been a good chat, mate. It's been a good chat. Should we have a you have that hug? Yeah, yeah I would be very up for a Ah, mate. Oh. 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 That's a good hug, mate. Shall I put the kit on? Yeah, have a cup of tea. Yeah, have a cup of tea. Laura? Yes? Where can we find it on Zoom's internet, darling? Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. You can find me Monday to Friday, 95 at kotaku.co.uk. That (laughs) is where you can read my lengthy in-depth very spoilery personal essay thoughts on uh, the missing which i went into quite some depth about and should be up by now uh i have a couple of books there is uncomfortable labels which comes out on july 18th -hmm. which is like uh that's that's like not far away at all that's like three months too soon uh and things i learned things i learned from mario's butt which we have done all of the illustrations for we have done all the words there is a graphic design team putting it together into a fancy looking coffee table book <clears throat> hopefully hopefully i'll be able to give an, ex- uh, an estimated uh, release date soon so that'll be cool um bye, bye, bye. other than that i'm on dice funk Mm. That's that DD podcast. I'm on seasons three, four, and five. They're all self-contained stories. And what about you? Where can I be found? Well, uh, yeah. I am Maniac Janiac on Twitter and YouTube. I'm on Twitch as Janiac, where I recently got affiliated, and I'm currently streaming Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um so you can check that out. I am on stonemonkeyradio.blog. Uh, we're right about things. I'm on Patreon, Stone to Monkey Radio. Um, I'm on Badly Designated Heroes, which is a fifth edition real play D and D podcast, which I do with um, Becky Hill and the Nick Flair and James No Last Name Given. And and recently we had a, a guest DM'd one, which you did, and we played Honey Heist. Yeah, I, it was awesome. With with very little uh, preparation time, I, I ran a game of Honey Heist, which is a little one-page RPG, and I think we had some fun with that. We had, we had a great fun. That's, yeah. um, I think that went up as episode 10. Uh, barely, uh, barely designated heroes, <laughs> as opposed to badly. <laughs> and so yeah, that's all the things. So Laura, yeah. sing us out, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. I think I will.